welcome all and thank you for tuning in to episode two i heard that it was a special occasion and you know what that means nate what's that it means a song of course oh shit it's your birthday and we want you to have fun it's your birthday bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> i was coming out with the bass line in the, in the rhythm section <laughs> i love it i love it um of course it's uh, not actually our birthdays uh, not yet. but it is however time to review a movie that's and right we'll be chatting about five nights at i mean uh willie's wonderland <laughs> willie's wonderland with the yeah. glorious nick cage <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, though. It essentially <laughs> is a loose adaptation, uh, if you will, of Five Nights at Freddy's. It really is. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I'm stoked to dive in and talk about it, man. Hell yeah. So let's dive right into this Nick, Nick Cage flick. Uh, this is Those Who Remain. Where to begin? Where to begin? I remember when I first saw the trailer for this film, I was mm. so excited. Same. You sent it to me, I think, yeah. or told, told me to look it up. It was like the same day as Psycho Goreman. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, like, not only, I mean, we both loved PG. So, you know, to get that trailer and then to get Willy's Wonderland, you're like, this is awesome like this is exactly what i love you know about horror movies like i love like the crazy shit you know like the like the movies where you you can tell that they were just having a good time so then that's what willie's wonderland looked like um yeah so for everyone listening um you know we're gonna drop a a spoiler alert um because it it did come out this year recently yeah (laughs) so we don't want to ruin it for you but so go watch the film, but if not, here's the the uh, spoiler alert brought to you by our lovely Nate. All right, so we're going to hit you guys with a spoiler alert. We're going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. We're going to be talking about uh, Willy's Wonderland. We're going to talk about who lives, who dies, who possesses animatronic animals inside of a children's restaurant. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, I watched it on Hulu. How did you watch it, Kev? I watched it on Hulu. I actually, I looked it up on... Um, on uh my tv no no i i i looked it up on itunes first and i saw it was like 4.99 to rent i'm like okay that's fine like that's totally mm-hmm. totally cool um but, but then i i searched it on my apple tv you know i just like held the the talk button and mm-hmm. i was like you know willie's wonderland and it came up on hulu it's like i'm like oh perfect i don't, yeah. I got, I don't have to pay for it it's awesome so, even better sure. so if you have a hulu subscription check it out yeah check it out um but we're gonna dive in so uh check the movie out uh then come back and enjoy our breakdown of willie's wonderland so i thought it would be fun if um if i try to do like my like uh movie announcer voice for the synopsis and then we could just put like a little bit of i can just have like you know you're the master of sound just put like a little Ooh, bit of I know like where you're going with this you know like that i think that'd be fun to do right yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> All right, so a quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now condemned Willie's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, kicks land, titans clash, 
<laughs> I'm really bad at and only and only one side will make it out alive. <laughs> it says Titans Clash. It does. Dude, that's amazing. Right. Uh I wonder if they when they when they wrote that if they knew that Nick Cage was gonna be the janitor, <laughs> the, the main character. Because he I, is truly a titan of cinema. True. Very not true. even being mean. He he legitimately is like that dude no. is like a the cinematic force to be reckoned with. He's been in so many movies and everyone it's just kind of thinks of him as like a, a madman, you know? So the thing that I, I, I kind of love about Nick Cage is, you know, he does, he, I mean, like you just said, like he's in so many fucking movies, you know, throughout the years. And then he kind of does, he's been, or late as of late been doing things like this. And you're like, wait, what? Nicholas Cage is in this random movie about demonic animatronics and like and mandy and color out of space right exactly and so then like mm-hmm. yeah he's just doing a lot more out there stuff which is great to see because he is kind of you know i guess thought of as a more out there sort of actor for for me it like it kind of gives me hope for like down the road that i'm not saying nick cage um you know specifically him but like other ba- like huge actors do similar things to this where they do these kind of smaller films and it's like man what if we got like someone you know like i said maybe mm-hmm. not nick cage or maybe it is nick cage or like whoever um like who's the other one um fucking harry potter uh daniel radcliffe does oh, really man. fucking weird and, and guns like, akimbo and horns yes, which is exactly. wonderful well yeah both i mean both were great so mm-hmm. um so so it just gives me hope as a filmmaker to be like man Maybe one yeah. day we can get one of these guys in our films. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, and Amy was going through the trivia, and she's like, it says here that Nick Cage wanted to do the movie because he was stoked that his character didn't talk. Yeah. He, I guess... he, he always wanted to do something like that. Yeah, he's, like, um, super into, like, just the silent, like, horror films and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that, and in that respect was, co- was, you know, really cool. But at the same time in a in like a regular narrative horror film and then you just have this guy so for everyone listening like nick cage does not say one word throughout this entire film <laughs> he doesn't say anything he grunts and screams yep. that's pretty much it <laughs> People basically like say his lines for him which i thought was pretty interesting it, it kind of reminds you of like a western you know where sure. it's like when when like the new guy comes into town and people are like oh you don't say a lot do you i respect that <laughs> and like it just they kind of fill in his oh you're a you're a, a rolling stone oh you don't look in the rearview mirror you keep on moving so it's just like we get all that information through what other people say and uh you see like he has dog tags hanging on his mirror so it's sure. implied that he has some sort of military history i guess um, i think i think for yeah. for me it was it was hard it was difficult because like uh, i actually didn't notice the dog tag so that's 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 awesome that that you pointed that out but like for me, the things that I did catch, there was there's like nothing. <laughs> there's nothing about Nick Cage that I noticed. <laughs> you know, like you just he have loves this pinball. Yeah, he loves pinball. And the only thing that I know is that his watch is set to like every 20, 30 minutes, it seems, to drink a can of punch soda or punch pop. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's so meticulous about time and that schedule that like when that thing goes off, he gets like anxiety if he doesn't do the thing. So he like has to go and drink his, and it reminded me of Popeye with the spinach. Like sure. he, had to, he had to go and uh, and drink his what was it? What was it called? Like punch? 
Yeah, it's called punch. <laughs> so like get a punch to the kisser of yeah. caffeine or something. Caffeine and punch to yeah, something like that. Something it, like that. So it's like so maybe that does kind of go back to like military background, like very regiment, you know. Yeah, that's what it made me think of anyway. But like um so he basically is driving through this very small town that someone describes as the size of a postage stamp. <laughs> right. And um he runs over like a like a cop, uh the spike tires that they lay out. Yep. And he like trashes all four wheels of this very nice muscle car and he gets a towed and the tow guy's like, it's going to be a thousand dollars to get it repaired, but we don't take credit cards for some fucking reason. And, and very conveniently, the, <laughs> they don't the have ATM the internet. Is, is, yeah, they don't have the internet. So that was the ATM best. Doesn't work. It was almost like if you're coming to see a movie about Nick Cage fighting animatronic robots and you let the internet be the reason that gets in the way of you enjoying <laughs> it. Like, I even feel like the, they, like the way that line was in there was almost meant to be like, fuck you. We're just that's he has to go to the the chuck e cheese oh i get some chuck e cheese but yeah no because like basically like the guy was like uh we were gonna get the internet but we just never did (laughs) and then they just leave it at that like they're like fuck you move on he's going to willie's like it has to happen right so so he essentially he's propositioned by this uh you know tow truck mechanic whatever and the owner of willie's wonderland so Which, what was his name again? It was fantastic. Tex, tex something like Texas something, right? Or whatever. Like Tex McGee or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something, something, something crazy. It was, uh, yeah, let's see. Tex, Mc, oh, tex McAdoo. Yeah, McAdoo. I mean, come on. That was a fantastic last name. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, you know, his, his car gets, gets fucked up. Yep. Which I, which at the very beginning, I'm like, why would there just be, you know, the the strip, the spike strip, just chilling on the road? <laughs> Obviously, we learn a little bit later, but um, so yeah, they're like, hey, you know, just uh, go clean up, uh, clean up Willie's Wonderland overnight, you know, uh, and we'll pick you up in the morning. Your car will be good to go, and your debt will be paid, and that's it. So he's like, I mean, without saying it, he, he I think he nods. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So, um, so yeah, he goes to this ripoff Chuck E. Cheese and starts cleaning. She um, gets equipped with a T-shirt for the place. He, he does, and which... um, Tex uh, locks him, chains him, chains him inside the place from outside. It's very weird. Yeah, I mean, like, and even like when he goes in and says on the outside, someone spray painted like "Doorway to Hell." Right, and they're just like, "Oh, you know, this place needs to get cleaned up." Yeah. So, so, you know, like the main thing is Nick Cage clean or, or the janitor as he's known yeah. as he's credited in this film, he's got a clean. And then there's also this storyline of this, um, of this girl and her friends who are trying to burn the place down yeah, um, because something terrible happened years ago. Um, so we, we kind of learn that, which they just steal it right out of like Chucky. <laughs> it's like, the former owner and some of the employees were basically all serial killers mm-hmm. <laughs> and they instead of getting caught by the police they perform a satanic ritual that then puts them into these animatronic bodies so that mm-hmm. they can kind of live forever <laughs> or whatever yeah and then basically they need to be fed people or lives or whatever and to like be sustained and everything right um I mean, so, I mean, that's the movie. Like, that's really the movie. It's like... Wasn't well, it also, like, the cops were going to show up, so then uh, everyone, like, did, like, a satanic suicide, 
And then so like the place basically did become like a portal to hell and they had to keep sacrificing people, which is why they had this whole plan set up where like they would have strangers that drifted through town, people that would not be missed, they felt kind of go in and clean the place up. And then that's where the live character comes in because like her parents got killed and then the sheriff, Sheriff Lund took her in. And yeah, like her whole life, basically, she's been kind of living in the shadow of Sheriff Lund and try, you know, when she got old enough, she wants to destroy the place. And they kind of, um, they also say that they did try to like just lock them up at first or whatever, but they broke out and they started killing towns, you know, the locals. <laughs> yeah. They, like, so they, so they kind of compromised with um, Willie, who is like the, you know, he's the former owner of Willie's Wonderland. And mm-hmm. they're like, you know, we'll, we'll feed you. Okay. So yeah, that's where they concoct this whole thing where they put this, the, the strike strip or whatever those co- are called out people you know their cars get fucked up they don't have money to pay the thousand dollars or whatever it is and then hey just clean up willie's wonderland and you know there's there's your sacrifice for him so everything everything's all all well you know i thought it was interesting i had never heard the term hobson's choice before i think the sheriff said that she's like it's a hobson's choice which is like a choice of taking what is available or nothing at all Mm. i guess what that means it comes from thomas hobson yeah, it's like old, old ass vernacular. I'd never heard that before. So there you go. You learn something new with every movie. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that really is basically the whole setup. And then, uh, so Nick Cage, uh, the janitor, he does very well for himself as these as these animals start to come alive and attack him. He dispatches them one by one. It's And like, it's almost like, it's not even a, a ch- it's like he doesn't even break a sweat for most yeah, of them it seems no. like he just wrecks the shit out of them <laughs> yeah i felt bad for him though because he just cleaned the bathroom and then he kills the um the, ape, the, gr- the gorilla the, yeah he kills the gorilla in there <laughs> and i was like damn man you just got that place looking good because i used to clean the bathrooms at the I, I do not envy you for that. Right. Sir. Yeah, I do remember my first job though was at a, a grocery store, and occasionally they would make us go in and clean the bath, the the you know public bathrooms, and yeah. sucks. It's not a fun job. Um, yeah, it's not. But I guess someone's got to do it, right? Wear gloves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I always, I did find that funny though. It was pretty much like every room he cleaned, he then yeah. just got crashed again. Yeah just fucked up from either blood or like oil like oil yeah that's what i was wondering i was like are they bleeding and i was like no it's oil right um so yeah Liv and her friends which is like kathy bob evan chris yeah but you know they there's a bunch of these kids and what are they like high schoolers they are like college or something i don't know but so they they break in or they're going to break in. They, they initially think they're going to burn the place down. And then Liv's right. the one that's like, we can't leave this guy in there. We got to go in and save him. Because they kind of like cross paths really early on in the movie. So she, she knows, you know, who he is and what his role is and that whole thing. Right. So she's the one that goes in and she has the friends wait on the roof. And then like the roof collapses when they get into a little fight up there. And <laughs> yeah, you just basically see these kids, their their body bags, their cannon fodder kind of there to get picked off over the, the runtime, you know. Yeah, that was and, one of the, that was one of the things that like, like, none of these characters I cared about, man. No, I mean, like a little and... bit, a little bit of Nick Cage because it's Nick Cage, and a little yeah. bit for the girl, for the, the main Liv girl, character. for Liv. Yeah. 
when you especially when you learned a little bit more about her story but like you know that that her parents died in the same situation and was adopted and stuff but i was like i don't give a shit about these kids yeah. let them fucking get mangled by these animatronic demons which to me was kind of like a, a shortcoming with the movie because like i was telling you like there's plenty of movies that are silly and and kind of over the top but they make you care about the characters totally so like Shaun of the Dead is a really good example where like that movie's so fucking silly. Like they kill zombies by throwing records at them. Yeah. And you know, like there's just really silly stuff in that movie, but like they do a good job of setting up the friendship and him and his mm-hmm. girlfriend and his life and his mom and everything. So it can it can kind of be silly. But with this one, I just remember being like, This is crazy that I'm just watching a bunch of people fight animatronic animals. Yeah. And like there's really no stake in it um because you don't really care about any of these people and then they, they, they kind of try to set up that thing with like sheriff lund and stuff but that didn't really like do much for me personally i was just kind of like oh okay yeah um, I mean, not to be harsh but yeah well, it's just like it's hard when it's like the movie's really silly so it's like how are you gonna i don't know it's hard to infuse well at it the end it. of the day the sheriff was a fucking asshole too so yeah she's so complicit I, in this whole thing exactly like it was her it was like her idea i think originally yeah, just like strike out sort of deal. Yeah, with Willie. So it's like, well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. She gets like one of the best deaths too. She gets yeah. like cleaved in half by Willie. That was actually really fucking cool. I wasn't expecting that. Like I knew she was gonna die, but yeah. like when she just got cut in half, I was like, okay, that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, there was um I, I thought there were a couple cool deaths in the movie for sure. Yeah. But most of them were the the animatronic animals getting killed because they could destroy those things, like rip the head off. Or I thought the the, the um, ostrich getting killed at the beginning was awesome. Yep. Yeah. Though. So those were those were just fun, right? Like those were. It was just fun to see that Nick. Well, I think they say it in the trailer that he's not trapped in with them. <laughs> they're they're trapped inside with him, which is yeah. hilarious. Um, Because, you know, it's just Nick Cage, this random dude, just fucking these things up. Um, So I thought that was, I thought all the animatronic fights were a lot of fun. Although they did, like, it was, it it was weird. Like, they would sometimes, like, switch to, to, like, CGI or whatever. Like, briefly, like, during these fights, like, especially with the ostrich thing. Yeah. That was really weird and threat because it wasn't particularly well done. (laughs) So yeah. I was like, Ooh. I also, like, I also was like, rough. they, they kind of like, uh, in my opinion, over abused the uh, lens flare in the movie. Like every, Dude. I mean, some of it looked cool though, but like a lot of scenes you're kind of like, damn man, you guys are JJ Abrams and the shit out of this. So I, I don't know if it, so yeah, so we're, there was that. And then, uh, with like the camera work is they used a lot of scenes, a lot of shots where they were just these super fucking wide lenses. Oh Yeah. And they would be like these panning shots too. So you'd see the, you know, the edges kind of distorted because it's such a wide angle lens. And I'd be like, man, that just looks yeah. really weird. Like, and I don't the know. scene when they're on the rooftop, was that with a green screen in the background? Oh, I don't know. I couldn't tell, man. Like, I was like, something about the way like the background's lit seemed off, but maybe I'm just, that's just me. I'm it like, could be. It could who knows? be. Sure. Who knows? Um, but like, for the most part, I think the movie, like, looks pretty slick and i liked like the sound design and all the stuff with like the slow down like it's your birthday like i thought that stuff was fun but um yeah yeah, i mean like it's just like we keep coming back to it's it's hard to like i kept 
kind of checking my watch because I was like, okay, even though the movie's pretty short, because I was like, I just didn't care about the characters that much, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas like Shaun of the Dead, I watch that movie and it's over before you know it. Right, right, and you know, it, it's hard to like build some sort of relationship between the main character and the audience when he doesn't say a damn thing. <laughs> Yeah, and even you know if, nothing about him, you know. Even if like, the, so if they would have went with like the military thing, but then established that he was like going home to be with someone, yeah, you know, and he, and it's like he had like to, that. yeah, it's something like he had a picture in his wallet that he like right. takes out and looks at. I mean, so there was nothing. <laughs> yeah, just so nothing. It just kind of felt like they just wanted like it's, it's such a high concept sort of thing. Like they were just kind of getting you into the situation really fast, right? Um, I. Like I enjoyed once they explained the whole twist, I guess how it like it felt like it made sense and within the world and everything like that. But it just yeah, it felt like there was like well, we gotta get Nick Cage, Mortal Kombat with uh you know these animals as fast as we can. And I just right. wish they would have spent more time kind of developing characters. I agree. I agree. Even for a movie that's silly, you know, like even with yep. Psycho Gorman, that was my same problem with that movie. It was mm-hmm. like I, I I love the movie, but like the human characters are the least interesting part of the movie. Totally. Like I would, I would much rather just watch all the people in the badass suits that are so creative fight each other. Cause 100%. that's kind of my, I felt like where all the, the love got put, you yeah. know, as far as attention goes. Definitely. Um, so like one, one interesting thing that, that we absolutely have to talk about is the film was originally titled Wally's Wonderland. I mean, come on. What? I mean that's a big change, Wally to Willy. Yeah, what happened there? Oof, man. <laughs> These are the fun things that you find on the internet uh, when you're researching a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing is like there's a lot of you know a bit of a commotion between this movie and and there is a Five Nights at Freddy's movie coming out and it's essentially the same thing. <laughs> you know, evil animatronics in a Chuck E. Cheese-like establishment. Yeah. So, like, there it's like, okay. Um, I wonder if, if that movie's going to try to be more like the game with, like, jump scares and stuff, because this one didn't quite feel like that. Like, there weren't really, like, jump scares in the movie. Like, it was just, like, basically... No, not like, at all. Yeah. Or at least not for me. I mean, maybe for someone else, they'd be like, oh, oh fucking alligator scared me. But, yeah, like, um, for me, a, a really good example would be, like, that scene in the bathroom where he's like, oh, we're going to play hide and seek. And he's, he's opening the bathroom stalls and he's like cold, warmer, getting warmer, warmer. Mm-hmm. The way it was edited, like truncated it so much it that did. you didn't have time to feel scared or feel suspense because it's like, it didn't give you a moment to feel that. So like, I feel like, you know, like the way like James Wan edited or uh, directs like the conjuring where he right. like really wrenches out the suspense yeah. Like, I feel like it would have been a lot cooler to have maybe moments like that. So maybe that's what the, the Five Nights movie will be like. I would assume it would be closer to something like that. Whereas yeah. this was just like over the top crazy. Like, I don't know, like, if they did that, I don't know if it would have landed as well, you know, just being so over the top. I don't know. Maybe it would have. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good it's point. Like, like there was definitely no... You know, there's no suspense. It just like happens. You're like, okay, we're into the we're we're into this animatronic fight, <laughs> you yeah, know, like Power right. Ranger style. You got to move along to the next one. Yeah. So, um, the other um very important detail in this film is that the character, I believe her name was Kathy, 
Um, she chewed over 81 pieces of pink chewing gum throughout the course of uh, the film. So They kept track of how many pieces of gum she chewed. <laughs> well, it says over 81, so maybe they stopped counting. Yeah, it they're like, okay, like, that's enough. They're like, that sounds like a good fact. Yeah, like we got to include that somewhere. <laughs> that's a lot of gum. It's like That's a lot of gum. That was half the budget. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> not definitely well, not. It was $5 million, right? So speaking of that, okay. So the director, Kevin Lewis, the last film he directed was in 2007. And that had an IMDb score of 5.1 out of 10. Um, so, like, I, I guess it's interesting to me where he goes from that to a very long break. And then now all of a sudden he's directing Willy's Wonderland with Nick Cage and a $5.5 million budget. Yeah. I'm always curious as to, like, I don't have the answer for this, but, like, how does, how does that come about? How does that happen? <laughs> Um, but, but, but the, the very sad thing, uh, for this film, five and a half million dollar budget. Yeah. Well, they only made 431 of it, 431,000 back. So that's, that's a not good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely was in theaters and everything, but it, it was, it got like rolled out during the pandemic and everything. And then, and then it went to like, like streaming like basically right away like i know you could rent it at home and stuff but i just i still don't like pandemic or not i don't think this yeah would have made the five million the five million back there, it's know. it's like a definitely a kind of midnight movie cult movie kind of thing yeah that you know hopefully makes its money back on on video and everything and through merchandise right. and it's perfect for like being put on vhs and stuff like that you know like if it were me knowing that this you know the script is just kind of crazy and out there and and whatever i would not have spent more than probably a hundred to two hundred thousand on this movie <laughs> mm. you know but at least under one million or something you know or that yeah right i mean but man i don't know <laughs> um so so the other thing is which which was weird but was the very end of the film so you know, Nick Cage kind of takes care of all these animatronics. Um, the live lives. <laughs> yeah, live lives. Live lives, which is which is good. Um, the sheriff gets killed, um, and then the two, the the mechanic and the tax 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 McAdoo. McAdoo. They come back to, and they're they're surprised to see that the chains are off, and and you know Nick Cage comes out and he like he completed you know the job, so he gets his car back. I believe it was a Camaro. Either way, um, so so they get what's coming to them as it uh, one of the uh, the siren I believe uh, yeah. her name was uh, was still alive and blew herself up and them in their car, and I love it because like. By this point, Nick Cage and Liv are because Liv goes with Nick Cage, of course. They are, you know, driving off into the sunset kind of thing. And there's the shot where like the explosion of the car, which is happening behind them, like way behind <laughs> them, is in his glasses, is in yeah. his sunglasses. I'm like, what the why would you add that? That's not yeah, that's, that was kind of weird. So stupid. <laughs> that's how yeah, that's how the movie ends. I guess they hit uh what's that last puppet that's alive? Oh, that's right. That's right. There's like the, I don't know. Tito, Tito the turtle. Yeah, something. Right. Yeah, they they hit Tito the turtle, and then right. uh, that's yeah, and it does like that cartoon kind of old school ending where the movie kind of 
turns into a small circle as the car yeah. leaves, you know? Yeah. Yep. And that's it. That's so ends Willie's Wonderland. Right. So, uh, I mean, so what did you, what did you think overall, Nate? What would you rate this film? I give it three animatronic murderous animals out of five. <laughs> I, I'm glad this movie exists. There's an audience for it for sure. It's going to grow over the years and I won't be surprised to see it become a kind of cult thing. But it just wasn't for me, man. And I, and I love silly stuff. It's just like, I would have loved just like a little pinch more to make you care about the characters. Yep. I think I'm, I'm in the pretty much the same exact boat as you are. Um, you know, I, I wish I knew a little bit more about Nick Cage, you know, his character. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it would have made me uh, care a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like a lot of things just happened in this film. And it's like, well, is there really any anything behind any of that and it seems like not really <laughs> so yeah. so that was like the biggest thing for me um but there were there were things that i liked about it um so i think the thing i liked the most about it is is and i don't know if this is true but it seemed like this was just one of those fun like it would be a blast to make this film oh hell yeah you know like so i i like personally can appreciate that a lot mm-hmm um so and i i talked about it before but like it's awesome to see like these huge actors doing these smaller weird roles i love that um because again like for guys like us like maybe we can get someone he you know pretty big um down the road you know for one of our projects so that's really cool to me um so you know it's like they didn't make their money back but at least they they were being fun with it and i can appreciate that so yeah it's definitely a fun it's a fun movie but like i kind of found myself being a little like um my kind of being left glazed over like my eyes glazed over it you know because it's just like i just want to care a little bit more about what i'm seeing that that's how i felt um so i give willie's wonderland i'm gonna give it a 6.4 6.4 cans of punch pop out of 10. Yeah, I guess that's what mine translates to as well. Three out of five is a six out of 10. Yeah. So there you go. Yep. Willie's Wonderland, people. Yeah. If you're still hanging around and we haven't bored you to death, hey, thanks. <laughs> we appreciate it. Don't forget you can check out all our stuff at intothevoidfilms.net. Stop by, listen to us again, give us a like, and share us with our fellow horror brethren. Stay spooky out there. This has been Those Who Remain. Those Who Remain.